Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. Starting October 1st, I mean, it, it completely changed my world of, of you know, my future. Um, you know, now going to be dealing with, with going blind. And so about from October 1st to November 12th, which ended up being my surgery day, um, I, I lived in that reality, you know, of, of knowing, you know, my life was going to drastically change. Um, and, you know, a lot of really cool things happened during that, that month and a half, including, as you mentioned, becoming an honorary member of, of the Trojan team and, and having Coach Carroll and the Trojan family put their arms around me and, and really uh, helped me through, again, one, one of my darkest moments and hours. Um. This podcast, 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness, is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic drink mix as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by elite athletes because only the best will do for elite athletic performance. So for all your hydration needs, our listeners today get 15% off if you enter the code mental toughness at INeedSOS.com. This episode is brought to you by Some Sleep. Go to getsome.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-M.com. We all deserve a better night's sleep. You drink one can 30 minutes before bed, and it's that simple. This awesome blend lets you not only fall asleep fast, but then wake up feeling absolutely refreshed, not hungover or foggy. You're going to absolutely love this product. And In fact, if you go to getsome.com and enter in the promo code, Dr. Rob Bell, D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L, you get 10% off. Guarantee you're going to love this product. Go there right away. So our guest today on 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness, I'm always uh, excited about this, but he's got a great story. So at eight months old, he was diagnosed with eye cancer and, and lost his left eye. Still had use of his right eye, but had surgery at the age of 12 that removed it. Now, it was during that time that he was also an honorary captain with Coach Pete Carroll in the USC Trojans, and uh, which he'll talk about. As a, a junior in high school, our guest today tried out for the high school football team as a snapper and started snapping his junior and season, senior seasons in high school. Graduated in 2015, then he went to USC, and he got a call from Coach Sarkeesian at that time. After two years of countless practices, this is the part that I love, is number 61, takes the field in the opening game, gets a snap, an extra point, being the first uh, legally blind athlete in the NCAA football game. Love that, man. He once had a dream of being the first blind golfer on the PJ Tour. I think we both have this in common. We both shot in 78 in competition, although he's probably beat me there. Um, he's an entrepreneur and founder of Engage, which uh, connects people with once-in-a-lifetime experience. Our guest today is Jake Olson. Jake, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you, Rob, for having me. 
so you have a really remarkable story. Let's let's start when you are 12 years old. You you know that surgery is coming up on on your right eye, and and you've had this this hinge moment that happens. Start walk us through that experience. Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was in September that we had learned my cancer had returned, um, and this was you know now the eighth time, and you know for me it was just going to be another fight you know it was okay let's what are we going to do now you know more chemo more laser treatment like what, what are we what are we going to do um unfortunately we went and did some laser treatment on october 1st and unbeknownst to me i guess they found a couple more tumors in my eye um and the doctors had kind of already had an idea that at that point there we had exhausted all treatment options and, and really there was nothing to do um, with this cancer other than remove my eye. And I learned that later that afternoon from my parents. And so, you know, starting October 1st, I mean, it, it completely changed my world of, of you know, my future. Um, you know, now going to be dealing with, with going blind. And so about from October 1st to November 12th, which ended up being my surgery day, um, I, I lived in that reality, you know, of, of knowing, you know, my life was going to drastically change. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of really cool things happened during that that month and a half, including, as you mentioned, becoming an honorary member of, of the Trojan team and, and having Coach Carroll and the Trojan family put their arms around me and, and really uh, helped me through, again, one, one of my darkest moments and hours. Um, but, you know, it was, it was in that time that I also kind of had to have that reality check with myself and saying that, okay, you know, you've beaten cancer, you've, you've faced adversity or child in your childhood. Now here's just another moment in which you're going to have to demonstrate that same toughness. Um, and that same, same ability to overcome adversity is going to be tougher now. You know, it's going to, this is definitely going to be your toughest battle yet, but that mindset doesn't change. And, um, and so, you know, after that surgery, I, I kept that mindset and kept pushing forward. And when you talk about like the mindset, like we hear this all the time, especially from athletes, right? To delve in a little bit more. Cause I mean, so you've had this experience with your eye and then it comes to that point where you know, you're going to be losing it. And then, but you've had to maintain the same attitude and perseverance and mental toughness. Can you talk about that a little bit further? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you know, for better or for worse, one of my, I guess, strongest qualities in life is, is being stubborn. Uh, my friends will tell you that. I <laughs> love it, man. And, and yes, and so, you know, I, I, I once once I kind of have a mindset of what I want to accomplish, if that's a goal, if that's you know, you 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 name it, then I, I guess I just continue to push until it's accomplished. Um, you know, and. I guess when going blind and facing cancer, the one thing I learned again is that life first isn't fair. Um, you know, things happen to people all day long um, that shouldn't happen or we don't know why it happens. Um, so you, you have to first recognize that. But the other thing you have to recognize too is that because of that, because of life, how life is, everyone has excuses. And, you know, every, I mean, literally everyone has excuses. And, some are more legitimate than than others, sure. But the point is that everyone either has a decision to make of allowing those excuses to dictate their success and their future, and letting other people tell them how good they are and what what they're worth, and 
you know, all that. Or there's the people who say, okay, I have these excuses. I know it's going to be probably tougher for me because I'm set up in this way. You know, life, life gave me this, this card and it's going to be tougher for me because of it. But that doesn't mean I have to forfeit all my hopes and dreams. And, you know, I, it doesn't, doesn't mean I, I don't have, you know, a will to succeed anymore or drive for excellence or a love for life or what, whatever the case is. It's about just kind of taking on those those challenges and excuses straight on and saying, you know what, I'm not going to let you dictate my future. I'm going to go ahead and find a way myself um, to, to do the things I love and to make myself happy and then to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. Um, and, you know, and, and that's just, a, again, it's, it's one of the toughest decisions in life for someone to make and kind of take that personal responsibility. But it is. I mean, it absolutely is a decision only you can make in life in that are you going to allow your circumstances, excuses to beat you and to control your future or are you going to do that yourself and i promise you anyone who's made it to the top of the mountain has had to overcome the, those those challenges and excuses themselves with um with that said man you know i've i've interviewed a lot of people and you know that some that have had strokes and some that have had some some really horrible experiences and they always said the same thing. They said like their worst day ended up being their best day. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, you know, when I when I go out and speak, I have a, I have a saying, and that's in, in every setback, there's a setup waiting to happen. And you know, I, I elaborate on it, and basically just means that in life, when these setbacks occur, um, that there's always a setup waiting to happen because of that setback. Now. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen the next day. You know, for me, it was 12 years of battling cancer and then finally losing my eyesight and not understanding why I couldn't beat this cancer and why I didn't have to keep coming back and why I'd eventually take my eye and all these other things to understand, you know, a couple of years after after to realize, man, this is, a, this is a huge setup for my life. You know, the amazing opportunities that I've been able to have because of, you know, what I went through. But the, the difference is when people see that setup or, or not, is just how you view that setback. You know, if you view it as permanent and immovable and something that's going to be the end all, be, you know, be all end all, then it will stop you. I mean, it absolutely will. Um, but the people who see that setback as something that they can use and, and leverage it and believe that it'll bring in the new heights in the future, then then you will see that setup. But it's that mindset that when you're in that mis- in in the midst of that setback, that either you're going to move on and continue to have that mindset that one day there is a setup and continue to look for that setup, then then it does occur. You know, it it absolutely does occur. Um, but if I was to shut down my my mind and forfeit all my hopes and dreams when I went blind and say, you know, this is this is just going to be the end, and I'm going to sit here all day and you know think about all the things I could have done, I guess, if I never lost my sight, then then trust me, I, I wouldn't be playing football at SC. I wouldn't be doing all these cool things. I mean, the setups would have never have come. Right on, man. You know, with so talk to us then. I mean, you get into your high school. Where did this? And because you mentioned that like decision, right? Like when did that decision and then passion really take hold and and lead you towards the path? Well, I played middle school flag football and it was fun. It was competitive, but it was it was kind of just a fun time. And I went to a really good high school out here in, in Southern California who plays arguably the toughest competition in, in all of the country um, and really just didn't think there was a position for me to play out on the on the field and make a difference and um, so I didn't and I remember going you know to Friday night games watching the team play my freshman and sophomore year I remember seeing the team hang around in, in, the, in the locker areas and the camaraderie and 
you know, I love football. I mean, I just, I love football. It's a, a huge passion of mine. And so I was sitting there kind of my sophomore year and I'm just thinking, you know, I have friends that are on the football team. They look like they're having a blast. You know, I've seen all these movies that, that try to, you know, display how, how football is, you know, how high school football is and how fun it is and how, you know, it teaches all these lessons and everything. And I, I just, I really didn't want to look back at my high school career and think to myself, man, I should have played ball. So right. I went ahead and found that the long snapping position is something I could completely learn and play um, just because it's so consistent with the yardage of snapping. So then in my sophomore year, went out to the coaches, said, hey, look, I might be interested in, in learning how to long snap. And they sat me down, said, okay, let's see what you got. Didn't really know any of the technique or what it took. <laughs> and completely sucked. I mean, so it's not absolutely. so it's not like you prepared like heading into even this initial practice, right? No, no, no. It was, it was like a spring spring ball, and so sure enough, they're like, okay, well, I'm sure. Then their minds are like, we'll just I guess have him on the team, and he can just be around the guys. But there was one coach, Coach Wieselmeyer, who um, was kind of I guess the long snapping specialist coach on the team he, he had done some in college so he was like the, really one of the only people who actually knew what to do so I worked every single day that summer with him and started learning just how to long snap and eventually when I came back in the fall um, showed up to practice again and this time I was a lot better and the coaches were like wow we actually might have something here and, and sure enough at, throughout the uh, fall camp going into our, our, our season was in a competition and ended up becoming the first string long snapper and, and played my junior and senior season as so. That's awesome, man. So then, so then you go to USC just as a student, but but you get a call from Coach Sarkeesian at that time. Well, you know, again, when I was 12 years old going blind, I I was introduced kind of the Trojan family, and so even yep. you know my eighth grade year and into high school, I was constantly up here. Knew you know obviously a lot of the guys, even though our coaching staff was was turned over. Um, a couple times, you know, I, I knew enough people up here where, and the new coaches knew my story. So I was, I was part of the Trojan family still, but as soon as, I start, yeah. as soon as I started playing high school football, it was now just because of recruiting, um, and NCAA, you know, rules and regulations and stuff. I had to come up here as a recruit. So I kind of was limited access. Now I wasn't as involved necessarily from a, just a really cool kid, part of the family. It was more of, okay, now he's a recruit. Um, just because I was playing high school ball, but I remember being up here my senior year of high school, and I was at a practice, and Coach Sark came over and said, "Hey," because Coach Sark had, had, you know, again, I played in a really good league, so you know, Coach Sark and his coordinators were always at our games, watching kids play, um, and so you know, he came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, we've, we've seen you snap out there. Um, you, you're planning on coming here, right?" I'm like, "Yes," and he goes, "All right, well, if you, when you get in, you know, we, we would love for you to come snap." For us on the football team which again was something i had never even imagined asking or, or, or even trying to do uh come here as a, as a student and, and play football and so that opened up obviously that that window of of thoughts and really really wanted to do that and so sure enough came got in got a call in february saying you know, you, you made it into school and you're going to be on the, on the football team, which was, was just an amazing, amazing, I guess, bonus or, you know, uh, added on experience here at SC. 
So then you you hop on practice squad and you're practicing every day. I mean, then mm-hmm. you join into just that athlete mentality of countless practices. Yeah. You know, um, I came in around 6'4", 180, I think 4 or something was, was what when I weighed in as a freshman. So I wasn't small by any means, um, but definitely probably had a couple um, a, a, a couple of pounds to put on. And so you know, one of the things when we first came here was the doctors were just skeptical of, hey, I, we don't want this kid getting hurt. I'm sure they, they some, somewhat saw it as a liability. And so one of the things they really want to make sure is that I was strong enough to handle contact and, and just to be out there and kind of pass that eye test and, you know, be, be like the uh, other other snappers on the team and, and kind of um, have that, that that strength. And so my first year, first year and a half really was, was just working hard in the weight room, putting on the weight. Um, I made it a point to be the strongest specialist on the team, which I am. Um, nice. I was. Now, Jake, and, I don't mean to interrupt. Did you just say you passed the eye test? <laughs> yes, yes. That, that was, was classic. That was one of the goals. So, And I, and I was going to be the judge of that. So, um, But, you know, eventually got to that point where they had no excuse to uh, to hold me out anymore. And so, you know, when the time came, my uh, junior year, that first, first game against Western Michigan, I, I was able to go, get out there and snap. Walk, walk us through that, man. Like, what, what was that experience like? I mean, having been a fan your entire life, been part of that family, what, what was that whole process like that you remember? I mean, it was crazy. You know, it was, it was definitely a, a, a moment that I realized was going to be a huge, huge moment in my life and just in the lives of, of many, countless other, you know, blind people and just people around the world and, and inspiring them. So I understood the significance of the moment, which made it a little more, I guess, scary, but at the same time, you know, the reason I was playing was, wasn't to inspire people necessarily. I, I loved it, did inspire people, but, you know, the, I, I love football. You know, I love to play football, and I, and I truly believe I, I was good enough to play out there and, and had a spot out there. And so for me, it was just going out there and doing something I love, which made it, you know, not as, not as I guess, uh, nerve-wracking. But going out there, waiting for my moment was, was a little nervous. Um, but as soon as I ran out there with, with my holder and, you know, we, we put, obviously, a, I've been snapping for like four years at this point. So I had countless snaps under my belt and it was just kind of something I knew how to do. And obviously just wanted to do my job, but it was just, it was such a cool feeling being out there. I mean, it was, it was kind of surreal, but also just fun. I mean, it was, it was addicting and fun and just was freeing almost. And I just, you know, again, it was, it was just a reminder just how much I love I love to play the game of football and to do out there. And, and uh, Cardinal Gold out in the Coliseum field, the field I watched, you know, as a child countless times of my heroes play out there. And, you know, I think it was a, just an awesome moment for both my family um, and the entire, I guess, USC family um, because everyone had pretty much grown up with me since the age of 12. I mean, everyone... You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I see Trojan fans are like, you know, we've been following you since you were 12 and everything, just a little guy. And so I think it just was, I think that's why it was just so, so special, um, just because people were able to grow up with me, you know, both at SC and around college football and sports world. And just seeing that little boy grow up and now have that moment out on the field, I think it just made it that much more special than than anything that could have, you know, been, been written in a book. Yeah, amen to that, man. That's... Uh... That's really crucial, I think, that how deep that that relationship then went. You know, yeah. 
through your experiences and your inspiration and that you you speak now, um, you're an entrepreneur, you've written two books, talk to us for a second about mental toughness and what, you know, we as individuals, I mean, talk to us about the well, I mean, it's everything in life, you know, like I, like I said earlier, um, you know, it, it's it's the difference between those who make it up on top and who don't, you know, those who succeed and accomplish their goals and don't, you know, it, trust me, it's it's winning and, and achieving your goals. No one, no one gets that to the top and, and has accomplished their goal and said, man, you know, that was so easy. I can't believe how easy that was. You know, <laughs> it's just not, right. it's not how life is. It's not how things work. You know, it. Anyone who's won anything and who's, you know, put in the time and effort has had had to go through a lot. Who is who? They have they had to overcome again excuses and adversity. Um, and the difference is that those people who take it upon themselves to continue to put their heads down and move forward and continue to take those hits and continue to push and move forward um, are those who eventually one day make it and if you know are are successful in what they do. Um, so, you know, with mental toughness, obviously skill level and athleticism or, you know, brains or whatever you want to say, isn't evenly distributed amongst everyone. You know, there's, there's kids who are more athletic than others and are smarter than others. And there's kids who can see better than others, but that doesn't mean you have to then go ahead again and forfeit on the things you love to do. Um, and it might change the direction and the way you think about it. Again, you know, I wasn't going to be some star quarterback or receiver on my high school football team or in college, but I could still play football, and that was for sure. And I wanted to do that. So I, I came upon the long-standing position, and that's what I did. But, you know, it's just that mindset of continuing to move forward, continuing to do the things you love, and um, not not – falling victim to that those excuses and you know what people are going to say about you you know talk to us then about so what's what's life been like for you then you know since this you know this moment and in, in achieving this goal talk to us about that well i mean i think since snapping it, it kind of opened the doors to a lot more than just the sports world i mean again I, espn had done a pretty good job up to that point of chronicling my life and you know, the, when I went blind in high school. And so I was definitely well known around the sports world and a little beyond. But I think once I snapped it, it really opened kind of my story up to to a whole new range of people. And it just was really cool to see just how it impacted um, thousands and millions of people. Um, and it's something that, again, not not that I played football to do that, but man, it, it's, 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 it makes it that much better when you get to do that. And it it in return inspired me to continue obviously just to do the things I love to do which is play football and you know I'm sure as I, I I've done in the past and I, I'm sure I will do more in the future of inspire people on the golf course and when I speak and you know do all these other things so you know definitely going to continue to um, put my name out there do do the things I love to do and, and impact the world Jake can you share with us um you know, through all the, the people that you've have impacted, what's what's one that that stands out to you that, that has reached out to you and what an impact that you made in their life? You know, I mean, there's there's you know been countless of of really you know people obviously on social media that reach out to me and say how much I've impacted their lives. I mean, I've I've met people both in person and over social media that literally told me that they were you know contemplating suicide, and I've made them kind of rethink that and. You know, they, they've they've had a new outlook on life, which obviously is, I mean, one of the more special 
things that anyone could tell you. Um, but I, you know, one of the, one of the coolest things though I, I'd say is there, there's been a couple of kids who I've made friends with over the years um, who have come out to practices that are blind and um, have come to games that are blind, and just you can just tell that they look up to me, you know, as, as someone who is in their situation and hasn't let life, you know, beat them down and stop them um, and stop me. And, and so, you know, for them, they, they can kind of take those same reins and drive life the way they want it to, you know. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I try to kind of mentor those kids. I, you know, I love I love doing it. And, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of, again, be that example for them to know that, sure, again, not seeing is, isn't easy. You know, there's there's a lot of times in, in, in the day and in life where it, because you can't see, it becomes a lot harder. Um, but that doesn't mean you got to give up and not do the things you love and, and to feel sorry for yourself. That's not not the way to live life. And so hopefully I can kind of beat that into their brains a little bit and, and give them a reason to go out there and, and, and just dominate life. Any of these uh, any of these kids you've impacted, any of them golfers? Uh, a couple of golfers. There's actually a kid I know um, back east that um, is a huge fan of mine. Who, who actually, I know two people who've um, who've actually done this. Two kids who have taken up the long snapping position themselves. And uh, I know one of them is I think went into high school last year and talked to their coach and is a long snapper on their I think just their freshman freshman team by now. But you know, it, it gives them just that again that motivation that they love football so much. So why not go out and play? You know. So talk to us then about uh, about the passion for golf, man, and, and, and your playing. What do, you, what do you love about that sport? Well, uh, the, the thing I always loved about golf is that it's, in my opinion, the talk about mental toughness, man, it's, it's, it's the most mentally straining sport out there in the sense that it's, it's a little white ball sitting on the ground, and it's not moving 100 miles per hour. It's not changing directions. It's, it's just sitting there, and you have a club in your hand, and you think you could just hit it, you know? You you really think you can just go out there and just hit that thing, but uh, it's not not so <laughs> simple as anyone who's <laughs> ever tried to hit, hit, hit a golf ball knows. Um, and so, and it's only you, man. And I think that's that's one of the, I guess, li- life lessons that really is the hardest to learn um, is that personal responsibility and just going out there, understanding that the work you put in in that golf game and the work you put in. Um, you know, I think the weight room is kind of only only comparable thing to that, where it's just it's only you. I mean, it's it's really only you. Um, there's there's not you can't blame it on a teammate. There's no other person there to, to point fingers at. You know, it's 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 really what you put in. Um, and so I love that about golf. I also love the fact that when you're playing golf, there's there's never ever 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 the same round. You know, there's never you can play on the same course over and over again, but Guess what? You're gonna make different yardages, different points, different pin positions, different lies. I mean, there's there's so many changing variables in golf that you know I think it makes it different than another sport. Um, and so I don't know, man. I, I just I just love the game. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great no. game. And so, so I mean, so. you don't even but you when you play, I mean, you don't see the trouble. You don't see where you don't want to be, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, obviously I, I've played a course enough to know where the trouble is, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm definitely not focused on that and you, know, you just got to trust your swing and, you know, trust that uh, your, your shot making ability and, you know, I'm definitely not worried again about water or trees or anything like that. You know, if, if, if I uh, have to come into play with those, I, I, I guess that's that's when you when you confront them. But um, but no, man, it's, it's an awesome time being out there. And, you know, I, I 
give uh, all the credit to my dad for for being there for for me for you know 10 years now plus of just being my coach and caddy out there and, and putting more time into my game than he ever has into his dude i would love to uh to play around and golf with you man yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely so talk to us about uh engage you know your entrepreneur owner um connects people with once in a lifetime experience talk talk to us about yeah so engage was a is an online platform it's a let's engage.com and basically it's a uh, it's an online platform that simplifies and and it digitizes the whole process of booking talent um you know for me again i've been speaking for almost 10 years now and after i snapped things kind of went crazy so my manager um daniel and i were trying to find a way just to ease the process of people contacting us on all these different platforms and you know uh, all, all these different uh, you know ways of social media and emailing and getting cold calls and all these other things we're like okay so there's just a way that people can contact me first off that's just you know through one avenue and then also is there a way where we don't have to answer the same questions over and over and over again of how much does it cost where's he travel from what does he speak about how long all these other things and so we just want to simplify the process and weirdly enough there's there's really not a lot of platforms out there that do it um you know there's some speakers bureaus that have some online capability but at the end of the day they're just going to have you call you know a, a representative and an agent at this bureau and, and go through the same process that we were sick of so we came up with this platform where you can go on completely through this the the means of the platform book someone um find out you know exactly what they do you can also which we're really excited about book them more than just a speech you know is is um a, a place where you can book me for a round of golf or for you know maybe the long snap or whatever i mean there's there's different so you, would, you would come to our team and and snap like with practice yeah absolutely i love that absolutely yeah so there's 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 customizability and all of our talent on the on the platform of what you can have them do which i think is really cool because again you know i love to speak i love to give speeches but you know how cool would it be for a sales team not only to hear me speak but maybe to go play around a golf with me or to have me do kind of a snapping camp with them or something like that you know where it's just a little more experiential which i think is is the whole part of engage it's just an experience that we offer um that you can't get anywhere else we can have sean kemp come shoot baskets with our team and play one-on-one Awesome. Yep. Yep. That's exactly true, man. It's, and, and that's, again, kind of those invaluables in life where you just won't get anywhere else. Man, it's, uh, that's fantastic, man. Um, last point, Jake, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time, man. If um, I, I'm going to put that down. That's going to be one of my goals for the next couple of years to play around in golf with you. If, if you have somebody that's listening, man, for, um, for the first time, hasn't come across your story, um, what's something that you can share that would, uh, you know, to help inspire and, and just, you know, help them with, with hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, in, the last thing I kind of talk about and, and when I speak, which I think is one of the more powerful things in all of, of life is just the ability to remain grateful in every circumstance. Um, you know, I think gratitude is such a powerful tool in life. Um, it's hard, it's hard to not smile while being grateful. Um, I think in any circumstance, no matter your lot, no matter, what's happened to you in life, if you can find blessings in your life to be grateful for, there's not going to be a lot of days where you're, um, you know, depressed or angry or sad. You know, I'm not saying that obviously it's, it's, it's wrong to be those, have those emotions. You know, I, I get mad, I get sad and you should, you should never ignore those emotions, but never let the, that those things in life, that one thing in life consume your mind to the point where all you are is angry and all you are is sad because of it. You know, make sure you balance that out with, you know, with just the ability to see 
in your life the things that you can be grateful for and the blessings that you do have in life because everyone i mean literally everyone has an ability to um, be grateful and, and has things in their life at every point that to be grateful for so i didn't mean to lie but i did lie what uh talk to us man about uh like what, what role has faith then played in in your life yeah faith has played a huge role in my life i mean it's 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 been the strength and the uh security and the and the peace that i've needed in a lot of moments in life you know knowing that god has a plan for me knowing that you know um i wasn't alone in facing this um and that you know i'm loved is is a our, our huge um our, our huge attributes and 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 feelings that get get you through a lot in life and you know the, the ability for god to wrap his arms around me in life and and carry me through this through this all is is something that i'm forever grateful for as well and the blessings he's given me in life is, is something that i'm grateful for on a daily basis you know he's, he's given me opportunities he's given me the ability to play football and ability to play golf and you know all of it so you know i'm, I'm, I'm grateful for just my 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 relationship with him and, and the the role that faith has played and you have an excellent quote when it comes to god and and sight and i don't want to butcher that man can you share with us that that quote <laughs> yeah just it kind of came out when i was in my post game uh, press conference after I snapped for the first time, and you know, it was, it was kind of just my my way of saying, you know, that if you can't see how God works things out, and I think you're the blind one, which is true. Um, there's Albert Einstein said this one time. He said, you know, there's two ways to look at life. One is everything is a miracle, and one if nothing is a miracle. And I think that's true. There's so much beauty in life, and so many things, so many times where things are coincidental and I you know say that in quotes where it's like you you know this wasn't by coincidence you know this just didn't happen because you know by chance you know some, someone had to do something with this and someone's someone's hand was in, in the works and so that's where that really quote came from is just for a 12 year old to be at USC going blind one of the you know worst case scenarios and then to grow up and play for this team and, and to, you know, in return, inspire thousands for the same team that inspired that little boy when he was 12. I mean, that's just, again, that's, that's God at work. And I, I don't, I don't think that's really, could be argued. I, uh, I don't believe in coincidences. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to join us. And I'm going to put your links in there for people to reach out to and engage, but uh, I really appreciate this, uh, this opportunity, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it, man. Okay, buddy. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.